Yeah, see? You're never gonna take me alive, copper! Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories. I'm your host, Edward G. Robinson. Just kidding, it's actually Brian Davis, as you might have might have guessed, and that was my lame attempt at doing Edward G. Robinson. So this week's episode is going to be about gangsters, crime films, and pretty much how the mafia has been portrayed throughout film's history. My favorite films have always been, gangster films have always been from the 30s and 40s, but we kind of run the gamut here and you're going to get a wide range of, uh, you know, mob movies that people enjoy. One thing, one caveat I put in here is I realize that The Godfather is the best gangster film or mafia film. And it's actually one of the best films ever created. Um, but we wanted more than that because I didn't want just this to just be a Godfather episode. So if, if someone mentions The Godfather, we definitely get into it. We acknowledge its excellent, e- excellence. But I'm going to, in my personal top 10 list, avoid The Godfather. And it's basically my favorites besides The Godfather parts 1 and 2. Okay, so number 10 on my list is Angels with Dirty Faces from 1938. So it's funny, when I first saw this movie, I kept waiting for the scene with snakes because I remembered seeing this film in Home Alone. But the problem with those scenes in Home Alone was that wasn't a real movie. That was a parody created specifically for Home Alone and was called Angels with Filthy Souls. So I was totally expecting to see that, that really funny... Uh, caption and, and uh, you know, with the, the machine gun and all that and just didn't happen. But I'm sure I'm not the only one that was confused by this. Anyway, Angels with Dirty Faces is a classic gangster movie starring James Cagney and Pat O'Brien and they had a fabulous supporting cast with Humphrey Bogart and Sheridan and then the Dead End Kids. So if you don't know already, the plot is Cagney and O'Brien are old school um, buddies who as kids were delinquents. However, as they grew up, they chose different paths in life. Cagney, of course, chose to continue with his criminal ways and became a high-profile gangster, while O'Brien became a priest. When Cagney returns to his old neighborhood, the parish kids become infatuated with Cagney because he's like a superhero. But O'Brien, who's the priest, is worried about the negative influence that Cagney might have on the impressionable kids. So the movie's really well done, and, and it's kind of of the times. And if you're into classic gangster films, this is really, really well done. Number nine is Scarface from 1932. Now, most people will probably pick the most popular version, which is Al Pacino's from 1983. And while I understand the, the significance in the gangster genre regarding that film, I'm going with the 1932 version because, for the time, it was really violent and really gritty. However, and and actually, I don't even own the um, 1983 version of Scarface. This is the version I own in my own personal collection. There are a few similarities between the two movies, but for the most part, they're completely different plot-wise. For one, Scarface in 1932 was a pre-movie code uh, film. And therefore, the filmmakers could get away with a lot more violence than when after the code was established. I mean, of course, this changed in the 1960s, but I'm talking about in the 30s and 40s. So Scarface is loosely based on the life of Al Capone and basically is the rise and fall of a gangster in the 1920s. Paul Muni is brilliant as Tony Camonte, that's Scarface, and he really owns this role as the, you know, the tyrannical gangster. 
So if you're a fan of old gangster movies or any sort of mob movie, you should really see this this version in addition to the 1983 version. You'll be sorry for this. Next time I catch you in a place like that again, I'll You're telling me what to do. I'll do what I want, same as you, understand? You listen to me. I hate you. Never mind what I do. That's all right. But you're going to stay home, understand? I'm no baby. I can take care of myself. Yeah, running around with fellas, eh? Letting them hold you like that. Letting them look at you. Dressing up like that for fellas to see, huh? Number eight is Casino from 1995. This is one, another uh, collaboration between Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. It's actually their eighth film that they did together, which is kind of amazing. And so while Casino isn't quite up to the excellence as, as others, um, it's still really an entertaining film with terrific acting. Uh, Malin will eventually talk more about this film, and he'll get really into um, you know the scenery and how it is in Vegas, and it's a fascinating interview. Um, also, um, besides De Niro, you also get Joe Pesci, always great, and Sharon Stone, who's good, really good, actually, too. Um, the one maybe drawback um, to some people is it's it's really a long film. It's it's almost three hours. So, um, but the movie flows and progresses well, and you really don't feel how long it is. Um, so again, if you're into mob movies and, and more recent movies, and obviously if you're a fan of De Niro, you should probably check this one out. In Vegas, everybody's got to watch everybody else. Since the players are looking to beat the casino, the dealers are watching the players. The boxmen are watching the dealers. The floormen are watching the boxmen. The pit bosses are watching the floormen. The shift bosses are watching the pit bosses. The casino manager is watching the shift bosses. I'm watching the casino manager. And the eye in the sky is watching us all. Plus, we had a dozen guys up there, most of them ex-cheats, who knew every trick in the house. Number seven is Bonnie and Clyde from 1967. So the first time I saw Bonnie and Clyde was in a film class that I took back in college. Um, you know, taking that film class was one of the best decisions I made in my college career. You know, I saw so many classic films, and to be able to analyze each film was really an amazing experience. So if college isn't in the cards for you, you can always use this podcast as a guide. And you know what? I won't even, it's, it's much cheaper, and I won't even require you to write a paper on each film. How's that? So if you didn't know already, the movie Bonnie and Clyde is based on the real-life criminal couple, uh, Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker and they wreaked havoc in the U.S. in the early 1930s. So Bonnie and Clyde went on multiple crime sprees, including robbing banks and other small businesses. So the cast in the film is tremendous. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway play the dynamic duo, and then you get the always wonderful Gene Hackman and Gene Wilder, and they have supporting roles in the film. So if you enjoy gangster films, this is a great one to start with as well. You're born somewhere around East Texas, right? Yeah. Come from a big old family? You went to school, of course, but you didn't take to it much because you was a lot smarter than everybody else, so you just haven't quit one day. Now, when you were 16, you, 17, there was a guy who worked in a... In a cement plant. Right, cement plant. You, and you liked him because he thought you were just as nice as you could be. And you almost married that guy. But then you thought, no, you didn't think you would. So then you got you your job in a cafe. And now you wake up every morning, you hate it. You just hate it. You get on down there and you put on your white uniform. Hey. Uh-huh. And them truck drivers come in there to eat your greasy burgers, and they kid you and you kid them back, but they're stupid and dumb boys with the big old tattoos on them. You don't like it. 
and I ask you for dates, and sometimes you go, but you mostly don't because all they're ever trying to do is get in your pants whether you want them to or not. So you go on home and you sit in your room and you think, now when and how am I ever going to get away from this? Number six is Key Largo from 1948. So some may argue that this is just a film noir film, and it is, but it's also got gangster elements, and I'll explain why later. But the movie stars Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall, Edward G. Robinson, who plays the gangster, Lionel Barrymore, and Claire Trevor. You know, this was the fourth and final film that Bogart and Bacall starred in together. The plot is Bogart visits a rundown hotel in Key Largo. Um, He's going to pay his respects to his friend that was killed in Bogart's military unit during World War II. So his friend's widow, played by Bacall, is now running the hotel. However, the hotel has been taken over by gangsters led by Robinson. Bogart, Bacall, and her father, who is Lionel Barrymore, end up being held captive by the gang in the hotel. So again, if you love any of these actors, this is a top-notch film. So I won't get away with it, huh? How many times I heard that from dumb coppers, I couldn't count. I still say it. He gave you a left eye to nail me, wouldn't you? Huh? <laughs> You'd see the headlines, can't you? Local deputy captured Johnny Rocco. Your picture would be in all the papers. You might even get the tell on the newsreel how you pulled it off. Yeah. Well, listen, Hick. I was too much for any big city police force to handle. They tried, but they couldn't. But the United States government have been a rap on me. Yeah, and they won't make it stick. Oh, you hick. I'll be back pulling strings to get guys elected mayor and governor before you ever get a ten-buck raise. Yeah. How many of those guys in office owe everything to me? I made them. Yeah, I made them just like a, like a tailor makes a suit of clothes. I take a nobody, see? Teach him what to say. Get his name in the papers. Now, paper is campaign expenses. Dish out a lot of groceries and coal. Get my boys to bring the voters out. And then count the votes over and over again until they added up right and he was elected. Yeah. And what happened? Did you remember when the going got tough? When the heat was on? No, he didn't want it. All he wanted was to save his own dirty nets. Yeah, that's enough of that. Give me a towel, will you? Number five is High Sierra from 1941. High Sierra was Humphrey Bogart's breakout role as a lead actor. Prior to this film, he was best known for playing supporting roles in many of Warner Brothers' gangster films. Ida Lupino was fabulous as uh, Bogart's love interest and faithful partner in crime until the bitter end, not to give anything away. The mountain scenes in the Sierra Nevada are just awesome, so along with the action scenes, which makes High Sierra one of the better gangster movies of its day. Bogart, in my opinion, can do no wrong, so I'm kind of a bit biased, but if you're looking to get into his films, this is really a good one to start with. You know, it's different than his hard-boiled detective films, but in this one, he's just straight up plays the bad guy. Well, what kept you? Ain't losing your touch, are you? Where's Big Mac? He's going to California. I'm handling things at this end. Who are you? I'm Cranmer, Jack Cranmer. Copper, ain't you? I used to be. I resigned. I'll bet. I'm okay. You don't have to worry about me. Since when has Big Mac been teaming up with ex-coppers? I told you not to worry about that. Now, Mac wants you to start for California right away. That car downstairs is yours. Here's the keys. Now, here's your route and some dough. The sooner you get out there, the better. What's the setup? I don't suppose you ever heard of Tropical Springs? Well, it's a resort town. It's the richest little town in the world, they call it. And a hotel there gets all the top sugar. You're going to knock it off. Am I, copper? 
Now, look here, Earl. Max spent a fortune springing you. You're working for him now. He calls a tune and you dance to it. Number four is White Heat from 1949. White Heat is one of James Cagney's last gangster film and definitely one of his best. It also stars Virginia Mayo, Edmund O'Brien, and Margaret Wycherley. This film definitely has film noir tendencies, and you know what? Most folks will remember the famous line that Cagney delivers at the end, Made it, Ma! Top of the world! Cody Jarrett, that's Cagney, is a psychotic criminal who breaks out of prison. In addition to his violent psychosis, he has major, major mother issues, so Freud would have a field day with him. Ma Jarrett, that's why truly, coddles her son like he's a child, while the rest of the gang wonders what the hell they're doing to be associated with the Jarretts. Anyway, it's a great film, even if you just want to see the very end, it's, it's terrific. Cagney, again, like Bogart and Robinson, can do no wrong. Number three is Little Caesar from 1931. Now, I have a feeling some of the younger folks are going to stumble upon this and think, why is he talking about a pizza chain? No, I'm talking about the classic gangster film from 1931 starring Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, see? So Little Caesar was significant because it ushered in the modern era of gangster films at the time. So you got to remember, a lot of the gangsters were still around back then. So it's kind of insane to think about they were making films about really what was going on at the time. The film was also pre-code, which means after 1934, films had to be brought up before a commission to determine if the film was suitable for public consumption. Anything with violence, organized crime, profanity, drugs, prostitution were highly scrutinized and could not be released without major editing. Many of these pre-code movies were not seen for years after 1934 when the code was passed. However, these films are really incredibly tame for today's standards, as you can imagine. Edward G. Robinson really became a superstar for his portrayal as Rico, that's Little Caesar. And his performance was often imitated and parodied over the years. So if you really want to see his breakout role and what gangster films were like in the 1930s, you got to see Little Caesar. Trying to put that kind of stuff about me in the papers, huh? I'll show them where they get a huh? Hello, this is my one park 1000. Yeah. I can't take it no more, huh? I'll tell that guy where they... Hello? Park 1000? Get me flat and get him quick. Sure. Just a minute. Tom. Oh, Tom. I may be screwy, but this sounds like Rico. Yeah? Clarity speaking. Yeah, this is Rico speaking. Rico! R-I-C-O, Rico! Little Caesar, that's who. Yeah, you're a big guy now. You're just shooting your mouth open the papers. So I ran out when it got hot, huh? You think I can't take it no more? Well, listen, you crummy flat-footed copper. I'll show you whether I lost my nerve and my brains. Thanks, Rico, old boy. The same to you and many of them. Come on, tell me some more. The sound of your voice does my heart good. Trace that call. Find out where he's phoning from quick. Uh-huh. Say, why didn't you come to Sam's next stretching party, Rico? It was a big success. Hmm. Funny guy, ain't you, Flaherty? Well, you ain't got much longer to laugh. I'm coming after you, see, and I'm going to put one in your dirty hide for every lying crack that you made about me in the paper, see? I'm going to show you who's going to finish up in the gutter. I'll show you. We've missed you, Rico. The town has been nice and quiet. I'm putting on weight. River, 6547. It's a flop house down at 4th and Commercial. All right, all right, Big Mouth. But well, you better get your hat and start running, see, because you're all through. Call up the papers and tell them that, you rotten, dirty, lying copper. Number two on my list 
is Johnny Dangerously from 1984. Now this might seem like an oddball pick because it's a comedy, but it's great because really it's a parody of gangster films from the 1930s. If you've ever heard someone say, you Fargan icehole, you know they know about Johnny Dangerously. This movie, to me, is a forgotten gem and one of my favorites from the 1980s, and it starred Michael Keaton. So, Mr. Mom really started my admiration of Michael Keaton movies, so I made a point of seeing almost all of his work in the 1980s. So, as I said before, Johnny Dangerously is a parody of all the great, and not so great, gangster films from the 1930s. There are tons of amazing lines in the film that are just hilarious, but the character that was most uh, quoted um, at my school was Roman Moroni. So basically, you could yell obscenities at school without getting in trouble, or so we thought. Um, and also, there's a PSA, uh, public service announcement scene, where Johnny is trying to convince his brother Tommy to go to law school instead of getting married. And the only reason he wanted to get married was because he wanted to get laid. Um, it's just hilarious. So again, if you're into comedies, you're into old gangster films, this is a must-see. Somebody's gang is here. What's that bastard one, huh? Astrix, Moroni. What are you doing here, ice hole? Hey, can't a fellow enjoy a night out gambling with some of his pals? Don't bullshit me. Search the summon up, batch. Hey, we're clean, Moroni. You see, I don't bear no grudges, even though your boys have been muscling in on my territory. Why do you do that, Moroni? It's a free country, ice hole. We're clean, boss. Okay, you and the rest of your bastiches can gamble. Don't try no fucking trick, otherwise you wind up with your bells in a sling. Put a mouth on that guy. Alright, you made it all the way to the end. So number one on my list, that isn't The Godfather, is Goodfellas from 1990. Goodfellas was one of the best gangster movies of any era, and stars Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and is directed by Martin Scorsese. So like The Godfather, I can pretty much watch Goodfellas at any time and immediately be glued to the set. The story of Goodfellas is based on the 1986 book Wise Guy, which depicts the life of Henry Hill, played by Leota, and it's about his mob dealings between 1955 and 1980. What I found amazing is that Henry ratted out everyone and lived to tell about it. He made a deal with the feds and was put into witness protection. However, he called into the Howard Stern show years after this movie was made and never seemed to be worried about getting knocked off. He eventually died of heart disease in 2012. So again, there are so many great scenes and great lines in this, but of course, never tell Tommy, that's Joe Pesci, to get a shine box. Anyway, this was a lot of fun to come up with the top 10 list. So now you get to hear what everyone else thinks. And it's going to be great because there's a ton of uh, other films on there that weren't mentioned in my top 10 list. So I hope you enjoy. And I'll be back to wrap this all up. So hello, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there, tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax. What are you for crying out? What's, what's getting to you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're better when you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm to I... offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, so I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on! Come on! Let him go. 
Okay, so we're back with Sarah, who is, again, my good friend and the best hairdresser ever. I'm the funniest person. And the funniest. I make you even funnier. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. No, and vice versa, because yeah. you're only as funny as the people you're around, you know? Right. So I always tell when I have friends that they go, I'm not really that funny. I'm all with me. You are. You, yeah. Because I help you. You do help. So this time we're going to talk about maybe not so much of a funny so subject. Funny. No. We're going to talk about the favorite, your favorite mafia slash gangster films. So. Oh, God. This is like I have to warm up for this. <laughs> um, being Italian, mm -hmm. I take these ones. For, and being a very, let's just say, I, I asked my mom once if she thought I was like a vengeful person. And she paused and she said, well, let's just put it this way. If somebody takes your parking spot, you'll wait 20 years and let the air out of their tires if you see their car again. I'm like, uh, okay, sounds reasonable. <laughs> I, I, you'll, well, you'll probably hear me talk about that a lot, like payback. That's like a big thing for me. Payback's but good, yeah. Right. So, yes, Mafia, are we talking just De Niro movies? Just <laughs> You talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay, so my favorite, one of my, oh, one of my favorites with my favorite scene. Of any, I think probably, I know what you're going to say. You yeah. know, I think yeah. I do, is um, from A Bronx Tale. Yep. And it is the bar scene. That I just, I just, where those bikers come in and they freaking get all mouthy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the part, that just, that is like the ultimate payback where it's like, okay, even after he says, okay, be nice. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just be nice. And then they blow the beer yeah. everywhere and, and he shuts the door. And he's like, no, you just can't leave. And yeah. I love that he says in the total day, go, you know, yeah. you just can't leave. And they're like, just the way it's narrated by that guy. It was like so awesome. And then they, and I love Chaz Palminteri. Yeah. Like, love him like if he showed up i would leave you here to <laughs> clean up um which you're gonna do anyway right right yeah, right yeah. no so um that is probably one of my favorite and the soundtrack is phenomenal mm -hmm. i think yes these are my rules i make them up so um thank you george carlin yeah, yes thank yeah. you so i um what's the other ones that i oh tr the ones big true story which would be you know henry hill is um which ray Liotta. goodfellas yes mm -hmm. that's another and i think because it's just it's true Obviously, I like anything that's a true story. It, it kind of, I, I get into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of them are based on things, like, you know, loosely based. Like, obviously, Casino was based on some, you know, sure. which my cat was almost named after Ace and Ginger. Right. We had that discussion <laughs> earlier. Yes. Um, and, like, but, and Joe Pesci, he's like, I wonder if we did a countdown of, like, how many he was in. How many, and the guy who, like, kind of looks like Polly Walnuts, yeah. who... Oh, the, what's one of the wor worst scenes I saw was when Joe Pesci and his brother, or the guy who plays his brother, yeah. get buried in the desert alive. Yes. That, I was like, oh. <laughs> that one kind of left me a little bit. Mm -hmm. But in the guy who plays his brother, he's like always that random guy yeah. in all those movies, right? And that's what's great about all these Scorsese, you know, right. they bring everyone back. Like they're yeah. just, they And they always recycle. have a bat yeah. with them. Take a bat to somebody. Yes. Um, I know I'm missing some. What do you? What, do you have an opinion on this or something? I do, but usually I do that in the beginning. I talk oh, about my yeah. favorites, but no, for you because okay. you're a special guest. I will go through. It. And so I love um, the original. So obviously I love the ones you're talking about. Yeah. But the like the the ones with James Cagney, the ones with Edward G. Robinson, right, like right, Little right. Caesar, and the original Scarface oh. with Paul Muni. Like those were super violent before the Code came right. in. So. 
Um, those are fascinating to watch. Um, but the, the whole, yeah, saying, you know, those right, are Right, right, right. You're going for the, yeah. yeah. Bogart was basically a, a bad guy in most right. of those early films. So oh, I didn't know that. Now I'm going to have, even more so, I'm going to have to go back right. and watch that. But there you go. There's the also villain, fun villains right. because those are all, all those Cagney guys and right. you know, Look Mom and Top of the World. You know, yeah. it's funny about villains. It's like Robert De Niro is probably one of my favorite villains just because I like him no matter what. Him yeah. and John Travolta. Like, I don't care what you play. I'm just going to dig you. Was um, Gene Hackman ever in a gangster movie? I think he, him and um, Richard Pryor pretended to be gangster in a really? movie. I don't know if it was. What movie were they in together? I one of one. That's but they're good. like, yo, what it is. Yeah. Like the, and I, one, of them, one of them was blind. Was, was Gene's? Was oh, he, that was with the Gene Wilder. Oh, not, sorry, not, sorry, yeah, sorry. Gene Wilder. That was a see no evil, hear no evil. Oh, God. Yes. Did, what were you, who were you asking me about? So Gene Hackman. Oh, that guy. Yes. yes. Sorry. Because he often plays a villain. Yes, he is, he is pretty good. But was he ever in a gangster movie? You know what? I don't think so. Not that I can... I mean, he played... Probably a a, ma- a man that was involved in some shady stuff. Yeah. But God, I can't even think of one of them. His mo- I see his face and everything, but I can't tell you what the last thing I saw him in. Hmm. Can you come in? I can't. I'm, that's why I'm asking you. Okay. You're, you're writing so me down, that's so. it. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually don't care much about the Scarface movies. It was never my thing. The like, one with Pacino. I, yeah. uh, I'm like as far if you wouldn't really consider that a mafia movie. That's more like a. Mm, it's a gangster movie. Mexican, yeah. well, it was like it was all Cuban, Miami right? Cuban, yeah. yeah, right. That has the most famous quotes. People freaking sure. constantly. People who probably never seen that movie will say, "Say hello to my little friend." Exactly. all the time. Yes. Um, or the, or was it the whole college frat boy that has the Scarface poster over his? Oh yeah. God, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Like yeah. if you're a girl, ladies yeah. <laughs> listening, if you walk into anyone's room or, and they have that poster, you probably want to turn around and walk yes. out. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just going to guess. He that, gets no action. Right. Yes. And then he's still on his parents' payroll and has their <laughs> gas card. Yes. Probably. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, those are my two. Let me see. Casino. Oh, yeah. Casino. Goodfellas. And uh, Bronx Tale. All right. My top three. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. So we're here with Mikkel, who was gracious enough to be on the podcast. He took a few weeks off, but that's okay. He was just preparing for the for the gangsters and the the mafia that we're going to talk about. So I, he's got a good list. So uh, what are the ones that are your personal favorite? So I, I have a, a handful of movies, and I don't know if there's anything particular that they all have in common. Uh, but of the recent ones I've seen that I remember are The mm-hmm. Departed. Um, that was a, a very gritty movie with a lot of plot twists, and that was really surprising to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, Scarface, obviously, is, uh, I would say, a top favorite in the gangster. Um, so it's Scarface from 1983 with Pacino. Yes, yeah. the uh, Pacino, Scarface. Um, it's a pretty iconic movie, mm-hmm. uh, very quotable. And then another movie that I remember gro- watching growing up was Blood In and Blood Out. Okay. I think I must have seen it. Uh, at school one day when the teacher didn't feel like teaching and just <laughs> they played that for you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know being a, a, a kid in the inner city you watch movies that are not necessarily appropriate, uh, appropriate <laughs> or educational so that's a movie with the guy who says i'm like i'm brown on the inside that uh, guy yeah he's yeah, a coconut he's <laughs> white <laughs> okay uh white on the, brown on the outside white on the inside or something like that i think well, he was a, like a white dude i think yeah. he had blue yeah. eyes and everything yeah. he was like brown on the inside yeah, we were just talking about that. It's a, yeah, we were looking up about... before. I, I've never actually seen the movie. I want to see it now. This sounds it sounds good. Uh, okay, so what about The Departed stuck out for you? What, what was? Uh... Uh, well, The Departed, that movie was just so full of uh, unexpected things. Uh, you know, being a cop and also mm-hmm. being a criminal and what it means to have a family. Mm-hmm. Who is your family, really? 
uh, and just you know I'm not gonna give away the, the plot details but um, it just brings about that notion that at least in the uh, the gangster sense of things that it's supposed to represent a family or an entity that is supposed to protect you mm -hmm. um, it, it really does question who should you trust and all the people that you know sure and who really is your family yeah um, well, it's interesting because the Jack Nicholson character is based on Whitey Bulger, who yeah. that's all going on currently. And there's there was a Johnny Depp movie recently about him. So Black yeah, Mask. yeah, Black Mask. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Scarface. So did Scarface scar you, or did was it was it some? Because there's a lot of brutal stuff in that movie. Yeah, I mean Scarface. I see it more as a a corporate business type of training video, a really long one. Uh, you know, it, it, there's there's a lot of cocaine, yeah. but I think. If you if you strip away everything else, it, it really, uh, you know, sends a managerial message of you know like you need to have all your ducks in a row. You mm -hmm. need to, you know, have good management, uh, and then work hard, and you'll make it to the top. So yep. it's you know it's it's like the American dream personified, where <laughs> uh, somebody who had nothing, sure, you know, came to be the most notorious, most powerful person in yep. in the city, and you know the quick fall or his quick demise basically because he failed to follow his own rules that's right so that's right. i you know that's that's kind of like the lesson there yeah. um, it's easy to follow your rules when you ha when you don't have right anything. exactly yeah. Yeah. so those are great great thank you Mikhail. All right. all right dane's also here so we'll we'll keep going so what so you you have a, a trilogy that i I've never actually heard of so i want to hear about it okay so um the movie i was going to bring up is uh movies i guess is the uh called the Pusher Trilogy, and, you know, the first movie's called Pusher, and then second one is Pusher 2, with a subtitle I don't quite recall, and then there was Pusher 3, I think, Angel of Death or something, which uh, doesn't, you know, it's not the most creative, uh, come to think of it. But in any case, the director is um, Nicholas Winding Refn, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his okay. name correctly, and he's only kind of fairly recently found some fame, some measure of success in uh, the U.S., mm -hmm. Uh, he did the movie uh, Drive with Ryan Gosling. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, which is a dark movie, <laughs> right? So I yeah. guess I guess his his uh, contribution is the, the gangster film, but with a, kind of a, a new wave, a synth pop uh, sort of uh, uh, soundtrack. Okay. And he's done some other movies. Uh, he, he did a movie called Bronson about uh, not Charles Bronson, no. but uh, the most notorious British criminal. I guess it was just mm. so awful. Like you know you. You know, no police, three policemen would just like be hesitant to just grab them because he's good. You know, and that uh, Tom Hardy played that. Uh, okay. And, so is this, uh, this is a UK film? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I believe it is. And uh, so this director, his, um, uh, yeah, he did, he was behind Drive. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in all of his movies, he's got like kind of an 80s soundtrack or 80s influence soundtrack yeah. going on. And this, and this, this also uh, goes for the Pusher trilogy. So the first Pusher was a late 90s film and, uh, of all the locations for it to be set in, it's Copenhagen, Denmark. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, the director is, is Danish. Got it. So, uh, yeah, it, one of the most peaceful major cities in America is, you know, the setting for this uh, gangster film. <laughs> and um, so the first one kind of went under the radar, and while it was acclaimed, he actually uh, uh, bested himself with the, the sequel. And, uh, in fact, the sequel to the sequel, uh, the, the third installment, <laughs> has, has got, like, the most rave reviews. Mm. And uh, uh, it kind of, each series kind of... Uh, for each installment, it's kind of focused on a, a character who was a minor player in the previous film, and then you know they're kind of like a rise to the, the forefront in the new films. That's kind of cool. But, um, then it kind of yeah, keeps going in a different way. Yeah. So very, I haven't I haven't seen yeah. this movie. So mm -hmm. how would you recommend 
to watch this trilogy. Yeah. And, you know, I guess you'll just have to, uh, uh, you know, I guess I should officially recommend <laughs> iTunes or something. Yeah. Um, it was on Netflix. Right. And rate and review ago, the show, like, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, you know, like in 2011 or something, it was on Netflix. Sure. It's been, it's been off for a long time now. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, all three of them are on there. But um, yeah, it's it's recommended. I mean, it does it does have subtitles, and mm -hmm. you know, I found myself uh, uh, finding it harder to pay attention to movies with subtitles, yeah. uh, just as smartphones are so compelling. Sure. And everything, but um, yeah, that, that's one way to watch it. And uh, yeah, he, he's a pretty cool director. He he seems to have lost some momentum. Drive, he got a lot of attention for it, but then he's had some follow-up movies uh, with Ryan Gosling. Where there's one based in uh, Thailand. He was some kind of uh, boxer or something. Yeah, and he, yeah. And he got a little too big for his britches, and he got beaten to hell. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was uh, that one wasn't so critically acclaimed. But it's still very interesting. He's always very stylish. This this guy, his yeah. movies, if anything. Cool. But yeah, Pusher Trilogy is uh, recommended. All right, that's one I'm awesome. gonna check out. Thank you guys. Yeah. All right, we're here with Frank, who's back, and he's gonna do a subject near and dear to his heart. He's not even gonna pick The Godfather, which I appreciate, which he very well could. I'm allowing it, but you got to come up with other movies in addition to. Always glad to be here, Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, Godfather I love, but, um, you know, there's Scarface, there's some of the old Cagneys, some of the No, Bogarts. which Scarface? The original or 83? Uh, I like the Pacino version. Okay. But I'm going to go with one that won an Oscar for Best Picture. Okay. That's not The Godfather. Mm hmm Do you want to guess? Ah, oh, then... What era? What 70s. Year? Okay. Wanna, okay. No, I'm drawing a blank. I think it won for Best Picture. Okay. The Sting. That's a good one. Yeah, that's right. Because um, uh, Lonigan is basically a mobster. Is a mobster. Yeah, I would have That's the, a great and one. And the fix is in, in Chicago yeah. and reunites Newman and Redford, who yeah. are dynamic on screen together. That's right. And the story has a plot twist, and it's very well conceived and designed. The design of the 1930s is fabulous yeah. in the movie. Well, and the Marvin Hamlish music. Absolutely. So I was going to, going back to our previous episodes, one, I pick Lonigan, I think, as my number four villain. No kidding. Because great villain. I mean, yeah. he, Robert Shaw is amazing. And uh, the, yeah, the soundtrack the, is is great too. It's very simple, but it's it's perfect for that. And just the yeah. scenes with the setup, the shutout. Yeah. Oh, as good as Redford is, Newman is just terrific. Oh, Newman's yeah. off the charts. Yeah, he's so good. That's, yeah. So that's a great one. Okay, so what, did you see the Sting too with Jackie? No, Gleason? <laughs> I'm not a big. You know, besides Godfather 2, I'm not yeah. a big sequel fan, but yeah. Robert Shaw was a villain in James Bond, Sean Connery from that's, Russia with Love. That's a great one. And he was also, of course, kind Jaws. of the, the anti-hero. So, yeah. Um, okay, so what other gangster wow. slash um, I came in to surprise you with that one. I didn't you give did. it that any was more. A good... um, Carlito's Way is another good yeah. one I like. Um, and there's another one that I just can't think of off the top of my head well of course goodfellas and casino i'm sure are, yeah. are mentioned a lot mm -hmm. but there's another new york one that uh bronx tale no um uh what, wrong, what era i want to say 70s or 80s okay so we had carlitos way there yeah. was donnie brosco there it is yeah okay. donnie brosco johnny depp's in it too. yeah, yeah. he's johnny depp's terrific yeah in it, uh, it, it's a good movie mm -hmm. uh, all the way through. Johnny Depp's been in a few gangster films. He was in uh, Gangster Squad, which was eh. 
Um, but he did a recent one called Black Mass, which is basically about Whitey Bulger. And I haven't seen that. It's, it's worth seeing. He, it? He's definitely, it's dark, I mean, obviously, but he does a good job. You don't even realize it's Johnny Depp. And of course, The Departed, which Nicholson's character was basically, uh, it was based Whitey on. Whitey Bulger. That's right. That's right. The Departed's a good one, too. That is a fun one. I mean, well, yeah. fun being, it's, like it's Donnie well Brasco's one that I'll watch if I'm flipping through the channels really? and see it. I'll stop and watch mm -hmm. it. Uh, I like, um... The guy who is the the capo, the guy uh, with the cool hair who's in Reservoir Dogs, who's in the... Yes, I know exactly what you're talking he about. He was in Thelma and Louise as well. Oh, God, what's his name? Michael, it's Michael something. Yes, I will go back and add it in, but it's, I can't remember his name. I think I like because he had cool hair. I think he was in The Natural, too. Didn't he play Bump Bailey? He did. Yeah, yeah. Good recall. I, yeah, I can't remember his name, but you're right. It's Michael something. Yeah. I'm going to say Moriarty, but I'm wrong. But yeah. It's Michael something. Yeah. Yeah. Bump Bailey, crashed to the wall. Crashed to the wall. Killed himself. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to end on that note. That's I like that. a that's Bump Bailey answer. reference. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Brian. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so we have the dynamic duo of Josephine and Malin. <laughs> Always on a good Thursday. <laughs> so this week. We're going to talk about the crime underworld, or mafia movies, or gangster movies, whatever you want to do. We're not going to limit, but so this could be a wide, wide range, so it doesn't have to be traditional. Um, so first, I'll, I'll start with Josephine, and uh, what are your favorite crime slash gangster films? Um, so I don't have one exact favorite, but the mm -hmm. ones that come to mind would be Infernal Affairs, the Hong Kong trilogy. Okay. So you guys saw The Departed, right? Yes. So The Departed was like the trilogy compacted into like one movie. So I know you were talking about your rule of like you can say The Godfather, but you have to say another one. Yes. Are people saying Scorsese movies? Because I feel like those like Goodfellas. Goodfellas yeah. were brought up, but it's interesting. Most people haven't done the, the traditional obvious ones, which mm -hmm. I find really interesting. So maybe I scared them off. But um, <laughs> So like Frank um, said The Sting. Uh -huh. um, because, you know, Lonigan's kind of this underworld yeah. guy, but he's not your traditional mafia guy. So mm -hmm. I, that's why I kind of did it that way. Um, obviously, I, to me, The Godfather's the best, but um, I want to hear other other things. I've got a Scorsese coming up. Yeah, no so spoilers, that's good. No, yeah. no, that's good. So I was going to say um, Animal Kingdom, the Australian movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were telling me about yeah, this. Yeah, have you yeah. seen this? Have you no. heard of it? Yeah. It's a little bit of like a coming of age, but kind of like a little bit twisted. So there's this... I guess adolescent kid. He's from a very unstable home life, and his mom dies, and he, I don't know what happened to his dad. But he calls up his grandmother and says, "Hey, can I live with you?" Mm -hmm. And it turns out his grandmother and his um, uncles are all this, you know, very violent criminals. And Guy Pierce plays this detective who kind of sees the situation and tries to quote unquote like rescue this kid not in this like heroic way but just in the kind of like a gentle way like I get that you're in this kind of yeah. cusp of you know doing the right thing or the wrong thing and I'm you know offering you a chance to kind of like rescue you from that but right. it's, up to, it's really up to you mm -hmm. and so it kind of talks about I guess a big part of I guess mafia life is just these these ties like family ties yes. or like loyalty ties that you just can't really seem to escape. It blurs I, the lines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I really love that movie a okay. lot. Um, and it's been, uh, L.A. Confidential. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of Guy Pierce, that's a great kind of crime mm -hmm. underworld type movie, mm -hmm. kind of the film noir of the modern era. Mm -hmm. so. And I liked. Um, did you see The Road to Perdition? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was a really great mm -hmm. one. I thought 
Paul Newman. There's one of his final roles, I think. Yeah, yeah. and like Daniel Craig is in yes. it, Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. and... Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks, yeah, yeah. and Jennifer Jason Leigh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was more of like a father-son type, like exploring the dynamics yeah. between you know different relationships and fathers and sons and like what you pass down and right. stuff. But yeah, I thought that was a really great kind of crime underground. Yeah, that's yeah. underrated too. People are... Kind of forgotten about that one. That's a good Sam one. Mendes. Yeah. Too, right? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my other one besides The Departed, I thought of. A, a lot of people have said The Departed, so that that's been interesting. Maybe it's fresh in their minds mm-hmm. still. So yeah. I really, I really would encourage you to fully watch the trilogy. The third okay. one, I don't even know what was going on with that. It looked felt like they just like had a bunch of leftover film and decided <laughs> to cobble together a movie. <laughs> but the the first one is great. The second one. I mean, it really dives into kind of the motivations behind the first one because it's a prequel. And so I think in The Departed, the time frame was like three years that they were on, like, you know, um, undercover. But mm-hmm. in The Departed, it's a decade. It's, it's 10 years. Yeah. So it's just a lot more kind of intense and you meet the different people that they feel kind of loyal to in the different yeah. like different departments. And it's it's easy to see how they kind of you lose your sense of identity and who yeah. you are and like why you were doing what you did in the first place. So it's, it's really interesting. Could you imagine being undercover for 10? I mean, you would totally lose yourself. Like, who are you at that point? I, mean, I think about what I was doing 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I can't even. <laughs> well, I was still here. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nothing changes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so those are, those are great ones, ones. I can think of right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Malin would, uh, so I'm the worst person to probably interview for, Gangster movies. Don't say that. I don't necessarily even like gangster movies. I don't search them out. Okay. But there are um, organized crime movies that I do like, but probably for different reasons. Which is good. Um, I want a different perspective. Okay. Well, Casino, I like because Mm -hmm. of the architecture and the setting. (laughs) And that's Scorsese. So, yeah, yeah, and that's my uh, Scorsese film. yeah, I just, uh, for a long time, I was really obsessed with the history of Las Vegas hmm. and its connection to the kind of the, the culture of the United States, because um, at the time I was in grad school for art and architectural history, and Las Vegas was like this um, horrible kind of naughty term, like you wouldn't, you don't study Vegas. That's it's right. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no more to learn from it. But the funny thing is that so much of Vegas is just... Uh, a twisted kind of funhouse mirror on the United States, and it isn't that twisted, yeah. honestly. Mm. Um, it's a bit more of maybe a, a magnifying glass mm. than a twisted funhouse mirror. Yeah, I like that, a magnifying glass mm-hmm. as opposed to a twisted funhouse mirror. I mean, that's... Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. easy to think that because usually um, people, when they're trying to think seriously about Las Vegas, they use terms like disnification, which is totally dismissive. It's not that it's like a theme park. It's America being American. Yeah. Mm. So, so I think Casino is one of my favorites because it's uh, it captures mid-century um, Vegas, uh, the architecture, the built environment, both residential, mm-hmm. civic, but it also has that reflection of where it is located in terms of like organized crime and um, money. Yep. Between the city and the rest of the United States. That's right. Right, because people go to Las Vegas to get, to get away from yeah, other people. Yeah, absolutely. 
but you can't hide. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Las Vegas is just as connected yeah. to everywhere else. Absolutely. And there's a lot of truth to it. I just yeah. love how the, the kind of historical network of organized crime and money in the United States during that period. Did they get, in, a, that did they get in Reno at all? Or was it mostly just Vegas? Because I Reno kind of has a similar, like kind of get lost, but it's probably yeah. easier to get lost in Reno than Vegas. I don't know. But Yeah, that I'm not yeah. sure about. Yeah. I don't remember. There were a bunch of places. It's been a long time since I sure. saw this film. Yeah. Um, the other thing, just a, a quick yeah. cameo in that film that I love, kind mm-hmm. of going back to the architecture, yeah. they have this one scene with Joe Pesci in, uh, in a really dark bar, like in the first third of the film, mm-hmm. and it happens to be um, the interior of the Moulin Rouge Hotel and Casino, and that was the first desegregated hotel um, mm-hmm. in Vegas and possibly in the U.S. Wow. Opened in 55, mm-hmm. uh, closed in 55, um, and... Before I had a chance to go to the interiors, it had been burned by arson. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my best peek into a really kind of down and dirty, yeah. off the strip, mid-century um, environment right there because it, it preserves uh, in cinematic form yeah. a building that you wouldn't necessarily even associate with it. It's a yeah. historic structure okay. that we don't have anymore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's our kind of best glimpse into it or the best glimpse I've had mm-hmm. into it. That's great. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's just one. Okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, The Professional. Yeah. Did anybody mention The Professional? No, we were yet? just talking about this because of Luke Besson or Besson. Yeah, Luke Besson. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a new movie coming out and there was another trailer. Oh, okay. It. So it's kind of a sci-fi fifth element. Yeah. Type but, one. but The Professional's amazing. Like, yeah, there's so much cool stuff in there. Yeah. Like uh, a little girl learning how to yeah. kill. Natalie you know, Portman's first bed. movie. Yeah. yeah. a bloodthirsty little girl. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. She's great yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really kind of, I think, established the mystique around the, uh, the identity of the fixer, yeah. mm-hmm. so, which you don't, you, you see again in Pulp Fiction, yeah. which is yeah. another, I guess, maybe. So no, definitely. That definitely is yeah. underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've got a fixer there. Yep. It's kind of like, um, the mystique that you have around like super secret spies, right? Where there are these mysterious figures. Well, then you have, I don't know of a fixer before the professional. I, I'd never understood what that was or who that was yeah. and then that became like a character archetype yeah. mm-hmm. at least in my understanding and I, as soon as i saw pulp fiction and they said you know the wolf is a fixer mm-hmm. you're like oh heck i know exactly what that is he's going to be the coolest guy in the film <laughs> and some I think, people i think think he was i think charles bronson was in a movie that was remade um with jason stratham but he basically paid a hitman type um type film he was a fixer for that yeah, too yeah. kind of the quiet you know yeah it's just kind of like what do I got to do to get this completely? Yeah. I think it was called the mechanic. I want to say it's called the mechanic. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I think yeah. 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 yeah, but it's originally a Charles Bronson movie from the seventies. So, oh, yeah. okay. And Bronson's always good, so that's yeah, yeah, that's kind for of sure. Um, yeah, the the main villain in the professional, um, and his name's escaping Gary me. Old. Gary Oldman. He's amazing in that. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I think that also, launched him. Is too. he not also in the fifth element? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I wonder which one came first. You would think that the fifth element would sink anyone. I, I mean, it didn't. I want to say the professional came out first. I think it's like 93, 94. Yeah. 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 I think so too. Yeah. And then they went to that. Yeah. Okay. So the only mm-hmm. other one I was going to mention yeah. is Miller's Crossing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. brilliant. Uh, yeah. Coen Brothers film. Tons of atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I didn't hunt it out because it was a mob film. Mm-hmm. And actually, in a lot of ways, uh, you could take the 
story arc, remove all of the organized crime elements, put in different character archetypes, and it could be another Cone film. Absolutely. It could be mistaken for several other Cone, yeah. existing Cone films. Mm. Um, but I just love the atmosphere and the soundtrack and the cinematography. Yeah. It's just one of those films that is just sumptuous to watch, and yeah, it's crazy violent and crazy yeah. funny. And just Typical Coen Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, just very magical. Yeah. In kind of special Coen Brothers dark, twisted um, way. Absolutely. Yeah, I fell in love with that. And it's often mentioned as one of the, the greatest films, actually. Like, oh, in general, really? yeah. It's uh, always on a top list all the time. I'm, you know, maybe I don't read top lists enough because I never yeah. hear anybody talk about it. And I keep thinking of it as like this forgotten film. Even when people are talking about Coen Brother films, yeah. it's... Fargo and yeah, exactly. Like sometimes somebody might mention Barton Fink. Yeah, but it's like, did they do anything before that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, maybe it's just short-term cinematic memory loss. Part of it, yeah. yeah. But no, Miller's Crossing is amazing, and everyone in the film is terrific. Like, yeah, it's a John Turturro, which is as the the character actor, and he's so smooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's chewing. Chewing the scenery. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. And it's, it's not your tradition. I mean, it's not the Italian mob. It's the Irish mob. So right, it's, it's, right, right. Yeah, so it's different. Yeah. I just thought of another one that yeah. we mentioned in, in one of the first podcasts, which is um, The Cook, The Thief, oh. His Wife, and Her Lover. That's, uh-huh. that's absolutely crime. Yeah. Like underground absolutely. Crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what? that is intense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It? No, what year did that come out? 80s. 80s, I, I guess. 80s? Late 80s? 90s, I think. Okay. okay. Because I was almost, I was a few years shy of being able to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those ones, I was a twisted kid. Yeah. I don't know, I really <laughs> wanted to see that in the theaters, and I couldn't. Um, so I'm thinking it's early 90s, 92? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Because, I mean, it's, it's one of the, where it's just like, it's really beautifully directed, mm-hmm. but it's so intense and the threat of violence is always just hanging yeah. thick in the air yeah. it's 89 yeah. just lifted yeah. up yeah and it's 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 crazy no oh, i gotta see that now yeah. Yeah. but that's the other thing i was trying to think walking over here because if i'm not particularly interested in mobs mm-hmm. but i am interested in some movies that are about mobs. sure I mean, cook the thief's wife and her lover is absolutely one of my three to five favorite films wow. absolutely wow. adore that mm-hmm. film just like Wings of Desire, Cook the Thief, His Wife and Her Lover, and some other films. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to think of other mob like infusions that I just wasn't thinking of. And yeah. It's everywhere. It's so pervasive. Like I was thinking, it's the Great Muppet Caper. Is that like a mob thing? <laughs> no, not really. But it's like, like somebody brought up a great point because we forget about comedies and comedy mob movies. So like some might get hot. It's technically kind of dealing with the mob. Yeah. They're trying to get away from the mobster. Remember they kind? Didn't they kind of just? Stumble upon like the Saint Valentine's or Saint Valentine's right. Day massacre, massacre yeah. yeah, and so they're on the run. But you don't really think of it as a mob movie because it's hilarious. Right. Um, but technically, they're kind of dealing with that. So, mm-hmm. and then you have lots. Yeah, now I think that you do have comedies where main objective is just to get away from organized crime. Exactly, <laughs> and it's just enough to say that they're organized crime as like an archetype. And you don't, the movie doesn't necessarily delve into that. Sure, but, like I'm pretty sure like. Gene Wilder and mm-hmm. Richard, um, Pryor. Richard Pryor films, at least like yeah. one or two had like yeah. a, 
yeah. mob run for the hills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, was it where one was blind and the other was deaf? See no, no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. underrated. Yes. That's a yeah. great Kevin movie. Spacey's in that movie too. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, there. And then even analyze this, you know, with um, Billy Crystal and, oh, and De Niro playing the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see this movie called The Freshman? Oh yeah, yes, with Brando yes. and Broderick. Yeah, Bruno Kirby's. Yep, that's yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I think that's like a totally underrated 90s mm -hmm. gem, I mm -hmm. think. Well, yeah. Brando's, you know, basically playing, his, he's a parody Brando, of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love, yeah. like, the pretentious film professor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just like, he's like, you know, he's showing everyone The Godfather and he's just like reciting it. Like, yeah. He's just so, like, insufferable. <laughs> like, yeah. That was a big deal when that came out because Brando kind of, you know, he, he wouldn't come out for things and, mm -hmm. that's, and he definitely, that might have been one of his last uh, movies as well. It would have had to have been. Yeah. The uh, Island of Dr. Moreau was the last one. It was shortly after. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but really after The Godfather, he kind of just, he did what he wanted. Yeah. He got kind of into his activism and, and things. I know he was in Superman. He played Jor-El, mm -hmm. but that was a small scene and, you know. You know the character's name. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that one was, yeah. Wait, wait, Jor-El? No. What is Superman's name? Oh, David Gilbert would kill me. Jor-El is Superman, isn't it? No, he's Kal-El. Jor-El is the dad. I'm right. Okay. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was totally yeah. assuming okay. you were right. I had yeah. no way of knowing. Yes. Yeah. He's basically Superman's father on Krypton. Okay. So I mean, there. honestly, you can say pretty much anything about anything. I'm just going to believe it. Bruce Wayne's cousin. No, no. It's like, right. Oh, my gosh. The mad thing that incestuous. Like oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see Batman versus Superman, though. That was, that was pretty awful. No, I think yeah. I'm saying. You have a Holly Hunter in it. I, heard I do like Holly. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, I might have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but Holly Hunter's not good in it. Is she good? She's good she in everything. It. It's yeah. you know, it's um, she. I don't know if she saves the film, but it's you know, she's very good. And I always like Amy Adams, and Amy Adams is yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go with some girlfriends to watch the Arrival. Oh, maybe. Yeah, or, that comes or, out this week. Arrival. Yeah. Yeah. I just love her. Yeah. She's so great in everything. <laughs> and she plays Lois, so that's uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so we're talking about underground movies yep. and, like, what can get folded into that, which is comedies. I want to... Sure. Did anyone bring up any, like, prison movies? That No, nobody did. I'm trying to think of funny prison movies. Well, not funny, funny prison but, movies, but, you know, because of, you know, we, like, in a lot of prisons, there mm -hmm. is that kind of organization. That's like, true. survive. Like American Me? American Me. I was thinking That one's of, brutal. Um, yeah. Have you seen that? Is it a French movie called A Prophet or The Prophet? Yeah, no, Prophet? I mean, no. You know what I'm saying? Not even you? Not even male. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was, it's this guy in this prison, just mm -hmm. like what he has to do to survive. And it's, I think everyone was thinking he was going to win like the best, best foreign film mm -hmm. Oscar. So there was that. And then another really great one called um, Start Up. No. With no. Ben Mendelsohn mm -hmm. and that guy that was in um, the, what was that? The Angelina Jolie movie that she directed. Oh. With that guy, oh Louis, you know that guy that that was in World War Two, but he's an Olympic oh, runner. Yeah. Yes, Jack something. But anyway, so he was he was in this prison, and um, he's basically like been in and out of like prisons his whole mm -hmm. life. And then he's his dad is also he gets transferred to this prison. His dad is also in, mm -hmm. and it's also similar to Animal Kingdom, where mm -hmm. he's got this choice whether he can like try to kind of like resist getting pulled into the system with his dad. Right. And, um, at the same time, his dad, which, which is not a really good influence, is trying to kind of protect him from, you know, being too much like him. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, I guess it, it has that kind of flavor of like a gangster movie. And sure. You know, the organized thing. But the family. Yeah, the family, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Speaking of, there's a movie, there's a Luc Besson movie called The Family that's actually pretty good with uh, um, Michelle Pfeiffer and De Niro, and they're basically they're in the witness protection program, mm. and they're in France. They're living in France while they're doing it. So that's, that's Luc yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. that's a, that's he also a didn't Besson do? No, he didn't. The Vampire film with Anne Perio from La Femme Nikita. He did La Femme Nikita. I know right. that. So. But the other. That was a different director. Okay. Never mind. Oh, anyway. Yeah. No, those, those are all good. So. Okay, this week, Super Producer Winley is super prepared because she has a list and everything. <laughs> because I had to make up for last week, my rambling. Well, if it wasn't for last week, I couldn't have done that amazing editing job. So it did work out fine. <laughs> I will correct that. I was joking when I said that. But exactly. I will correct that on she, another podcast. She does as well. really love soundtracks. Yes. She doesn't hate them. And my Apple Music was wiped out when I switched laptops, so I didn't have. I don't have my soundtracks on my laptop. Okay, so you weren't. You were. I was not able to look up which soundtracks I have right. in love. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We we've been talking about. That and I was episode. not prepared with the list. I appreciate the people that come with lists yeah. and do their research. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so for this week, um, I'll hand this off to you, but what are your favorite crime, gangster, yes. mafia? Okay, so wait, and I also want to talk, because I know yeah. you said mobster movies excluding Godfather. Yeah, I mean, you could say The Godfather. Well, but... No, I well, I do have to talk about The Godfather. Yeah, no, But sure. I'm talking about it because mm-hmm. um, I want to get back to what I think is the, 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 the essence uh-huh. of this podcast, yeah. which is damn good movie memories, That's meaning it's memories you have surrounded about you watching movies right. or something that evokes a memory. That's a great watching. point. See, you are See producing now. So, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, That's because a good I point. love that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was like what we usually talk about. Like, Absolutely. Oh, I remember when I was that. Right. Um, so Godfather. Yes. I have two distinct memories about this um, or a whole series. When I was in high school. I got really sick, like mono or pneumonia or something like that. I can't remember. One of the two. It was yeah. one something like that, where I was in bed for like two weeks. Okay. And um, <laughs> out of school, in bed, off the swim team. Mm-hmm. So my mom would bring me, you know, VHS cassette yeah. you know, every day, like just a stack of movies to watch. So watched all the Godfathers at that time. Mm-hmm. Am I running too long? You keep looking at the time. No, I look at <laughs> levels and everything. Now you're letting oh, the scene I'm too go. Far yeah. away. Okay, yes. yes. I'll move closer. I'm moving closer to the box. Yeah, I have to edit this You can this edit now. this yeah. out later. Um, so, so you're home alone? I'm home. Yeah. yeah, I'm home, just in bed, just yeah. watching movies all day. So I watched um, The Godfather. I actually watched a bunch of Al Pacino movies. Yeah. Um, Serpico. Dog, dog I don't know if that comes Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, all the classic mm-hmm. pre-Scent of a Woman. Scent of a Woman? Is oh, that yeah. the movie? You didn't watch Scarface, did you? No. Okay. Um, just because, I mean, I was, I could have watched it. I just was, I'm just not that, that into that type of movie. Right. But Godfather was really great. Loved oh, it. Yeah. And it was just like, that's, I mean, I really love um, not being sick, but I not I have no problem with laying just in bed for two out. weeks yes. and vegging out. So then yeah. when I was on maternity leave <laughs> with my firstborn, mm-hmm. with my son, um, that was basically the experience. <laughs> the <laughs> first month it. at least that I stayed home and just watched movies all day long. So I rewatched the Godfather movies. So, yeah. but I, yeah, I have no problem with that. I can stay home and veg oh, out in front of movies and watch that. old movies. I mean, yes. I would love to have like two weeks of my life. I would love to have a child again, just so I could stay home for maternity <laughs> leave and then give it to someone else. Here so again, rainy days are good. Cause you can just, it's you an excuse. Can. Yeah. But the, with the drought, there's no That's rain. A good it's point. such a pain. And then it's so horrible. Uh, you were on your sabbatical <laughs> and I think you took a month and just caught yeah, up in TV. I probably didn't watch. I mean, I probably watched, 
bad. I didn't watch like good classic movies. Okay. I don't think. I don't have that much. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't as much when you have kids. It's, it's not as much free time as you I know. Think. Yeah. See, well, I have no kids. This is why I can do the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is my kid. Uh, but no, the Godfather. So one and two, obviously classics. Have you actually seen the third? I one? have seen the third. And it was what, really bad, and yeah. I don't even think I watched it when I was sick in high school. I don't know if it was out or it wasn't. It had just wasn't. come out. I don't know yeah. when it came out. The nineties or was it the eighties? I want to. So s- this was the eight. This it might have been nineteen ninety. Like, yeah, yeah. So I definitely didn't see it, but yeah. I did watch it. When I was home on maternity. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. I love, yeah, I loved having nothing to do. Like, people really hate the newborn stage. They're like, oh my God, I gotta get out of the house. I'm going crazy. And I'm like, I could, like, live here forever. Right. Yeah, the I kids aren't moving move. around. Yeah, right exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that was good. No, I, okay. I appreciate you bringing that up. I thank you. Reminded of yes. a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Godfather is just so. Yeah, so great, so amazing. It's the, well, the only reason I said don't say it, and you can because it, it's going to be everybody's yeah. favorite, and for, exactly, rightfully yeah, so. It right. is the best. It is the best mafia. I mean, I love, games, yeah, yeah, I just love it. Fredo, and, and we always the, call people Fredos. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> that's a Fredo. true. But it's also <laughs> one of the few movies that are super long that it doesn't feel like it's three and a half hours. No, know? it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah, it also transports you to the, like. I love how it goes back in time yes. to when. The fat guy is coming up when he's Robert De Niro is playing him. Oh, yeah, Vito. Robert De Niro <laughs> yeah. is playing Vito Corleone. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like the young Robert De Niro. But the great part about De Niro is he barely speaks in that yeah, role. Exactly. But it's right, the, right. The, the, he had him down. So good. Yeah. Right. And then it's Bruno good. Kirby as his buddy was I know. Awesome. Isn't it crazy what yeah. happened to Bruno Kirby? Well, he died. But Oh, he did die. Yeah, he so did Fredo. Yeah, and Fredo died young. Yeah. Fredo was married one, to or with Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yeah, uh, I think it was John Cazale. Cazale his name I don't know or? what his name, his the actor's name is. But yeah. he was kind of the Beatles of. Uh, he was only around for a short time, but he Deer Hunter, Deer Hunter did everything great. The two yeah. Godfathers, kind of like James Dean. Yeah, and Dog Day Afternoon. I mean, those oh, are like right. three He's classics. The boyfriend or the girl, the boyfriend, the boyfriend of Dog Pacino. Day Afternoon of Pacino. Dog Day Afternoon. Right. No, 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 no. He's the partner. Oh, okay. He's yes. not the boyfriend. Who's no. the boyfriend of Dog Day Afternoon? I don't remember his name. I think but... he's Latino. I want to say he's like Latino, maybe? Yeah. Or Puerto... I mean, I think the character is Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy movie. That's a That's great movie. That's such a great movie, yeah. but it's based on a real story. It's a real story. story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Serpico. So Serpico's love amazing. Serpico. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's a great one. And I love when... Um, in, gets, Re- in Rushmore, he recreates Serpico as mm-hmm. one of his plays. Oh, I always funny. used to get Serpico and Marathon Man confused, but Marathon uh, Man scared yeah. me. Speaking as a of child. Uh, the Nazis are always bad, yeah. the Marathon Man, <laughs> the yeah. dentist oh. Nazi, right? Is it safe? Is it safe? Um, yeah. That scared. Yeah, that really terrified me. That is Marathon Man. Scene. That's something I watched way too young, not really watching. It was just kind of on in the background. Yeah, like I wasn't supposed to be watching it, and then yeah, that's scary. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's not. Okay, so your list. My of, list. Yes. Um, so Midnight Run. Yeah. talked about it. Love. Mm-hmm. Charles Grodin. I think, yeah. And De Niro. Yeah. Yeah, and De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I just love it. It's a great buddy. I don't know. It's just great. It's such a great movie. I'm pretty sure my parents didn't want me to watch that because it is filled with... Profanity? Uh, yes. Because yeah. I'm like, it's pretty innocuous. Yeah, there's no but, like yeah. uh, adult themes no. but except for the, the language. So, right. Yeah. But it's so, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it is good. Uh, Married to the Mob. Yes, so we're going comedy gangster movies. This, <laughs> I was, do this is good. Comedy yeah. gangster movies. Yeah. That's what I would prefer to watch. At all I don't times. remember much about Married with the Married to the Mob. Yeah, so. you know because we yeah we, we were talking about Mob. I was mm-hmm. prepping. It's on Hulu, so I started yeah. to watch it. It's yeah, it's 
not great, but it's pretty funny. I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah. I will continue to watch it. But um, Matthew Modine is really cute in it. I yeah. forgot he was once like a cute vision. Yeah, quest. and he's like her love interest, <laughs> yes. right? Once, so she's married to Alec Baldwin, who is yeah, really funny. I mean, he's not in the movie very long. He gets mm -hmm. killed quickly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, his name is Cucumber Frank. That's right. <laughs> and it's <We> Cucumber <laughs> because he's like yeah. I guess with a lot of ladies. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I didn't even get that reference. I would have never understood that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, his name's Cucumber for a reason. Reason, but he's because he's sleeping with the boss's girlfriend or something, mistress. Yeah, so. But Modi, I mean, we get in eighties movies. Vision yeah. Quest. That was. But that would have been a great. Really big. He was. And now you know he's in Stranger Things. I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But Vision Quest would have been a good soundtrack one. I forgot. Oh yeah, what's in the soundtrack? Um, though? I remember. Journey, like only the young. Oh right, right, right. There's, right, there's yeah. a Dio song, and there's like. Oh, all a sorts Dio of, song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> but I think it's it, the hits of the eighties were on. Oh, Madonna's oh, in it. Madonna Madonna's does um, "Crazy for You." Right, yeah. that's like a main song. She, I think she's it? actually yeah, she's there performing. She's in the movie. Yeah, they're at a club. Yeah, so, yeah. I remember that, that. is a like good one. the Plumsons and that that's right. Okay, "Married to the Mob," "Bullets Over Broadway." Yeah, I you know I've never actually seen it. Yeah, so. well, you know this is the probably the only post Sunni Woody Allen movie mm -hmm. I did watch and like. Well, I mean I've watched them all, but yeah. and I. Don't, you know, I choose not, I try not to be a fan of Woody Allen because of the whole Sunni. I don't know, I have a problem with him sleeping with her daughter, but well, <laughs> sleeping with his stepdaughter, but because um, I love his earlier movies. But Bullets Over Broadway is really, really funny. We can definitely do a Woody and Allen. And he's not in it. So right. it's one of the first movies that he was finally like, yes, you were like too aged to be going after these young actresses. Yeah. Like, please recognize that. Exactly. And then he started imposing other actors like in his traditional role. Right. right? We could yeah. definitely do a Woody Allen episode because oh that would be a good one yeah. Woody Allen but all the young young boys wouldn't be able to do it probably <laughs> young not kids here, right yeah maybe I mean, maybe a... if their parents introduce them to it maybe um he's kind of like Quentin Eastwood in the sense that he's always in his movies um not anymore though right Quentin's pretty much retired but not Woody Allen isn't no, in them anymore right either. he right. now I mean he had Jesse Eisenberg yeah. really play him and someone else was it Kenneth Branagh played like a complete Woody Allen caricature. Yeah. I mean, he was just imitating him throughout the movie, and it was so irritating yeah. and terrible. Yeah, it was just terrible. Speaking of guy, I, mean, I love his stand-up. Like, people forget what an amazing stand-up he, he was. He was really funny, but it, he's so awful. He's so creepy. We could do on directors that are too creepy to, like, <laughs> Polanski. And, yeah. Let's do it on all creepy uh, parts. But you love their movie. Which movies of the creepy directors do you love? I know. Polanski. Yeah. Polanski. Woody Polanski Allen. and Woody Allen. Uh, Bill Cosby, but he's not a director. We should, we should also do directors I that were... I Fat Albert can <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> we should um, do. We could also do blacklisted um, directors oh, or writers like, from the oh, yeah, McCarthy era. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, with favorite movies from those. Era. I would only know. I mean, I wouldn't have known about it. Well, didn't Woody Allen? Woody Allen did a movie about a blacklisted writer, right? Didn't he? Uh, what's the movie called? I think it was in the early '80s. I'd have to look it up, but oh. I'm pretty sure he did. So probably that sounds right. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let's get back on topic. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's my uh, fault. Okay, bullets over Broadway. Yep. So usual suspects. Yeah, of course. That's... But then you gave me this one, Some Like It Hot. Yeah, and actually... Um, Which I love that movie. Yeah. It's so that's, great. Because you don't really think about it because it's... You don't really think of the mob going after. But it going is after. going after. That's why they dress up as women. Right. Because they're hiding from the mob. And I think I, a lot of those movies were the... Bad person as they're hiding from yeah. the mob, right? <laughs> and I think it was what was it, the same permeated the culture yeah. <laughs> of the fifties. Yeah. It was the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. I think they stumbled upon. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. they, they had to go. It's so goofy. 
Um, so funny. But that's what's interesting about mafia movies, you know, when they started, is because Capone was still around. I like, know, right. It, yeah, it's yeah. all amazing that's, yes. um, that they were actually dealing with it. And I guess it was... Um, it was a real... Well, I guess it's still... I think it still is a thing. It is. Sopranos yeah. and all that, of course. It is but a real thing. the movie Manhattan Melodrama with Myrna Loy, Clark Gable, and William mm-hmm. Powell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's about, a, I think, a, a crime movie. Um, and I think Gable plays the, the crime boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's how they caught John Dillinger in real life. He was going to see that film. Oh, that's hilarious. The FBI that's got crazy. a tip, and then they shot him outside of that, that movie theater. And then they would... Did they capture him, or did they, they shoot killed to him. kill? Killed they, shot yeah, to kill. Okay. and then um, I know Myrna Loy was upset because they were promoting the film, like the bad. film that Dillinger shot when he got yeah, ki- yeah, yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that was kind of fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh so, wow, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Okay, so Miller's Crossing. Yeah, Malin, That's Malin's favorite. That's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, and I love any of yeah Coen the Coen Brothers, Brothers movies. I and love he brought movie, a good so. point that people forget um, that it wasn't. Um, I'm losing my train of thought, but um, <laughs> probably because I'm all over. No, the place. no. <laughs> Let me talk about my maternity leave some more. <laughs> <laughs> they, they always think of Fargo, but they forget Miller Crossing. I love Fargo, but yeah. Fargo's not a mob hit. No, is not it? at all. It's just a true crime. Or, yeah, or he just crime. hired hitmen yeah. to kill his wife. I, that's probably one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time. Is Fargo. Fargo one of my yeah. favorite movies. Love it. Yeah, Fargo's it is. amazing. Yeah. Have you watched the TV show at all? Yes, okay. it's great. Yeah. Um. So I haven't watched season two, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have to break down and buy it because the, season one came on. Hulu. Oh, so uh-huh. I, wa- I mean, I say I watched it for free, but now I subscribe to Hulu and watch it. But then, so I'm waiting for season two to come on Hulu, but it hasn't yet. So, so you I'm need a third soon. child to catch up on the. I know. I, will. <laughs> I need to take a like a week off. Yeah. And I'll watch. There's so many shows that I want I to do that with. But yeah, I, if you have, if you haven't seen it, it's really I great. Say, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a complete homage, but like great. You know, kind of just the same setting you right. know but not the same characters at all. there's not the same thing but yeah. similar mm-hmm. yeah just the themes and it's just so good and which his name is great in it billy bob thornton oh yeah but mm-hmm. i think he's always great yeah but um he's really good at that but miller's crossing is it's one of the more underrated like it's always on the top list of things it's critically acclaimed yeah. mm-hmm. i think it's got to be in like best movies of Definitely. all time list but yeah yeah, yeah. that's a great one because it's not your traditional it's it's, it's irish instead of italian it's good, though, yeah, yeah it's yeah, really yeah. good yeah now, what's the other one they did? The I wonder if that... Okay, I won't, I won't blabber on because that'll take too long. Okay, I'll move on. Um, and then I don't know if this is actually a mob movie, Jackie Brown. Yeah, I kind of... I think it is, yeah, right? But I, I love that movie. Yeah. It's a really great... Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you know... And that's a very uh, underrated. I don't think yeah. anybody would... Tarantino, yeah, like I would say Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Pulp yes. Fiction, those are all kind of underworld crime. Aren't they? Okay, so yeah. not mob specifically. But close. Reservoir Dogs is mob. Definitely. It has I mean, to be mob. Yeah. That movie that. killed me. I had to watch that in the theater. <laughs> no and I, the, No, it was like I, the torture scene oh. where he cuts off his ear. Yes. That just, yeah. And then... Isn't the Michael, pre- Michael Madsen's in that, right? Yeah, he's yes. great in that. But what Frank else has I he done? Wait, we, Frank brought up a movie that he was in. Was it Donnie Brasco he was in? Probably. Yeah. I mean, he's very distinctive looking. It, yeah. But I don't know what else he's been in besides Reservoir Dogs. If well, you say Johnny, but I don't know yeah. Donnie Brasco. And you never saw The Natural, but he played a, a character in the, the Robert Redford movie. No, I have movie. seen The Natural. He plays the guy that crashes through the fence. I mean, fence. I wouldn't remember anything about it. I saw it very young. Okay. There's yeah. a guy that dies that crashes through the fence while he's trying to catch a fly ball. And he's dating, I think, Kim Basinger at the time in the film. Oh, in the film. Yeah. Okay, okay. And the so he, character that Kim Basinger The character. That's correct. Kim Basinger's in The Natural? Yeah. No, I haven't seen The Natural. I know I've seen the scene where he the knocks fa- out the lights. Right. So maybe that's all I've seen. But that's when we do greatest sports movies. That's definitely oh, one of Oh, that's favorites. a good one to do with sports yeah. movies. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That might be me the only one doing it, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, sports <laughs> movies. <No. laughs> Who 
Hoosiers. I'll have, what's that, the donkey kicker one, didn't we? Gus. <laughs> I'll Gus, it's my favorite movie. Voyage. Yeah. That's it. We could do uh, best Disney movies that were like the. Um, oh, from the Nutty Professor. Yeah. Those, ones. Yeah, the live action oh, ones. Yeah. Well, we already did Freaky Friday. That was your, your first movie. Isn't that a Disney movie, though? It is, yeah. Maybe it's not. No, it is. But it reminds me of Disney it is. movies. So, it okay. is, yeah. Okay. 70s had really good Disney Good, Not good, but, but they're yeah. they're kind of feel good. <laughs> I think we're just remembering them better. That's than true. They are. Yeah. There wasn't much out back then. <laughs> and then so those are the the top. What about the Untouchables? Yeah, Untouchables. Mm-hmm. That was I loved that movie when I saw it and got really into yeah. reading about that era. Right yeah. then, I read a bunch of books around it. Um, and then I was going to say when I mm-hmm. saw uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Yeah. Um, I went to see it. And my ex-boyfriend was sitting and I was on a date with someone else who was friends with my ex-boyfriend. So we had oh, no to way. So we were both in the theater together mm-hmm. and he was up in front of us. So it was like he got up at some point and came back and it was like, duck, duck. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really awkward. Oh, we didn't why didn't you him. bring this up for the uh, date? The worst date. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was, I didn't yeah. think of it as a date because I was not, we weren't cheating. I mean, we had already broken up, but I was, it was still too new. Friend, but it was still yeah. awkward to be dating. Yeah. The His friend. friend, yeah. right. And we both felt terrible about it. Right. But. Not terrible enough not to go see The Untouchables. Not terrible or enough to stop dogs. seeing each yeah, other, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we man. did feel terrible about it, but yeah. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Any other ones? No, that's all. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's long we'll enough. We'll end with Duck. <laughs> so I'm here with Samantha, who is... So saying she's not prepared, but I think she is. I think she's going to surprise us here. So, Hey there. <laughs> okay, so what are your favorite crime, gangster, mafia films? Yeah, so I don't really watch gangster mafia movies. Okay. I guess everyone's probably talking about The Godfather. No, really? uh, I made a point of making sure, like, you can say The Godfather, but you well, need I more. Won't. Yeah, perfect. I won't say it. I actually only watched it a couple of years ago mm-hmm. for the first time because I you, felt it was my duty. It, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. film person. But so, how did you feel actually watching it? Though was it was it did it live up to all the hype or? Yeah, yeah. I think I watched like a marathon. Mm-hmm. It was on TV, so I like uh, I, I like recorded them all and just mm-hmm. watched them. So it all kind of blended into one movie in my mind. Right. But so you saw one, two, and three. Yeah. So and you like Sofia Coppola. So um, are you? Yeah. <laughs> so are you as angry as like the purist? No. no yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I honestly don't even remember, really. Um, but yeah, no, I like The Godfather. I'm mm-hmm. Sicilian. I feel like I kind of you gotta have to watch too, it. Right? Yeah. But it's fine. It's not really my thing. That's okay though. But yeah. So when you mentioned crime movies, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about. Like something that came to mind, and I of course think of weird, obscure stuff because mm-hmm. that's just what I do. <laughs> um, so I, for some reason, I was like also looking through a bunch of lists online. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, my favorite movie. Well, one of my favorite movies of all time kind of fits into this category. Um, so it is the 1960 film Breathless. Oh, okay. By yeah. Jean-Luc Godard, uh-huh. the French New Wave filmmaker, mm-hmm. and um, it. It 
the whole movement was kind of inspired by American films, mm-hmm. and this movie in particular played homage to Humphrey Bogart, who did a lot of kind of those like film noir, right. dark crime movies, and the whole like Rat Pack kind yeah. of look. Yeah. So um, that kind of played into this movie, which was it's just basically kind of this really stupid guy mm-hmm. who's obsessed with Humphrey Bogart, and then he has a bit of a criminal past. So the movie is kind of him on the lamb. Okay. And he eventually, well, I don't want to give it away, but yeah. there's a, like the famous, there's a famous mm-hmm. end scene um, where he reaches his demise. <laughs> um, so is he wearing like the overcoat and everything? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, does, he has the hat, yeah. the coat, and mm-hmm. this was filmed in like 1959, 60 okay. Paris, uh-huh. which is like 20 years from like when these movies actually came out. Yeah. So it kind of it has this like American influence and So is it is this all in French or is it or Oh, is it's it? a French okay. movie. See, so I'm I, You I, have to read some. I don't, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay though. No, no. So yeah. but it's definitely worth um it's it's a comedy or is it uh, Um it's kind of comedic, mm-hmm. but it's more of like a um it's a it's a crime movie. Okay. So it's a quick paced um kind of there's some actiony bits. Mm-hmm. in there um but yeah and he also made another couple movies that have the same theme of kind of like low-level crime guys yeah. who kind of get involved with like these gangs um there's one called band of outsiders mm-hmm. and then another one called P- piero le fou okay which is like piero the madman kind it. of this crazy guy mm-hmm. um and yeah band of outsiders actually um inspired quentin tarantino's pulp fiction ah, okay. um there's a the dancing scene mm-hmm. was pulled directly right from, from the band of outsiders nice movie. um so i think tarantino's yeah. production company is called band of outsiders it so is. there you go yeah band apart okay. yeah. Band apart. yeah yeah so he was really inspired by godard and kind of the new wave movement mm-hmm. And how um, they dealt, he kind of filmed and dealt with these types of kind of stupid criminals yeah. <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah, was there anything else? That's a good one. Add? But yeah, they're now really, I have to see it. They're really so. cool movies. They yeah. kind of joke around with kind of Americana and like 40s and 50s films. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're like pretty modern yeah. feeling at the same time. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Samantha. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So we're here with David, and David's going to give his favorite... Well, I, we kind of talked about it, so we're we going crime, gangster, like how are we... I was thinking just like mob stuff. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, because yeah, I was trying to think, like I was telling you earlier, I was trying to think of anything that's not Robert De Niro. Yeah, Pacino. Um, Pacino. Scorsese. Uh, yeah, anything directed by Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it's really limiting. It or at is. least, like, because I didn't do any research this time. Right, I that's didn't okay. Have time. Uh, but <laughs> you're you're the, one of the few that can that can wing it. And, yeah. So uh, I was just like yeah. racking my brain. I was like, yeah. all the mob things I can think of mm-hmm. are either um, Scorsese, mm-hmm. uh, Godfather, or um, yeah, Coppola. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Um, Guy Ritchie. All of his things are like yeah, that's stuff. true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Guy Ritchie, as far as... I like Snatch, as far yeah, as yeah. his stuff. Um, ever since then, he kind of followed, like, a really similar mm-hmm. kind of, like... Not template, but just the vibe of all of his movies mm-hmm. are very, like... That's so Guy Ritchie. Like, he has, like, a new King... Not King Arthur, but... Um, do you remember what it is? I think it is King Arthur. Um, <laughs> and it's, like... It's, like, trying to, like, make it urban and, like... 
from the streets and it's like it's medieval like this is ridiculous but so yeah he's I don't know, he's iffy but yeah as far as mom thinks yeah goes, exactly um king arthur legend of the sword yeah legend of the sword <laughs> that's coming out yeah, yeah. Oh, okay almost as great of a title as origin of evil yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah um but yeah okay. so the mob yeah let's go back uh, yeah. <laughs> let's stay focused here uh bronxdale yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bronxdale, I think it's a really cool mob movie because it is, like, absolutely mob-related. Yeah. Um, like, all the characters are going through, like, these, you know, kind of typical mobster scenarios and stuff, but it's a coming-of-age tale. Yeah. Kind of, like, masked behind crime activity mm-hmm. and being around mob bosses. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, like, really cool how this kid, you know, his real dad in the movie is... Um, Rob De Niro, yeah. but it's like kind of like not badass Rob De Niro. Right. He's like more straight laced Rob De Niro, and so the kid growing up around all these mobsters sees how cool and like almost like celebrity ish the mob bosses right. are. So he starts to like idolize, not even idolize, but just like you know the happenstance of the movie. Yeah. Um, the mob, mo- the mob boss, like takes Chaz- a liking to yeah. him. Yeah, Chad Palmetti, he's great. way yeah. cool on yeah. it. Um, and yeah, he takes a liking and then it's like tale of two dads kind of a thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. My, uh, my hairstylist, uh, Sarah picked, picked that one. That's her favorite. Yeah. Uh, gangster movie. Actually, it might be her favorite movie in general. It's so, a yeah. really good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it was Rob De Niro's, uh, directorial debut. That's right. I, I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was like an early HBO films production. You're right. I yeah. think. Um, and yeah, cause I remember seeing that as kind of like. HBO makes movies? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And now fast forward. It's like, they do everything. That's right. That's but, right. It's yeah. going to be the, like Netflix. You know? Totally. Yeah. So um, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a, yeah. I, I really like that one. All right. Um, yeah. And then as far as other ones go, uh, oh, uh, it kind of counts. It's like kind of throwaway and cheesy and silly, but analyze this. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. even analyze that is, yeah. it's, pretty bad it's, but they're, yeah, they're like really goofy and they're yeah. silly and yeah it's taking the trope and playing with it yeah. but um i think it's there was a time when rob de niro started doing comedy and he was pretty good at it because yeah. it was like still like a new thing and now it's just kind of self-parody like, well, yeah. yeah but uh yeah i thought those were kind of funny yeah because i think crystal was right off city slickers and i think this might have been his next big one yeah that, that was actually really good and uh, Lisa Goudreau plays his fiance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that was a that that is a really good one. It wasn't Billy Crystal in that. What was it? Forget Paris or something like that. Or was that yeah. afterwards? Yeah, uh, that was before. Okay, I think Forget Paris was like a '90s thing. Okay, yeah, because yeah. he he had some really big hits and they had some like ah. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he one with Yao Ming or something like that? Was, oh, yeah. was was no? It was like he was like the seven foot. Yeah, the he My Giant. But I thought the no. My Giant. No. What was the? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's right. He played with another basketball player, but then he—I thought he played like a uh, basketball referee or something like that. I, I, maybe I'm totally off here, but um, was it Yao Ming or one of the, the giant European centers centers that were uh, that was in a movie like George Mirasau or something like that? Or, I remember. I'm gonna have to go back. He more. was a baseball announcer. Yeah. In that terrible with grandpa. Ben, yeah. Ben grandpa, Edward. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that grandparent movie was. Well, to make it local, um, 
they were it, he broadcasted at the Fresno Grizzlies stadium. That's uh, where they filmed it, I guess. Huh. So that was kind of interesting. I mean, yeah, he has a good radio voice. Oh like yeah, an and he voice. loves baseball. Like, yeah. He's a huge Yankee fan. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess as far as like mob things, another one that um, I really dig is The Departed. Oh yeah, for, like a little bit newer. Yeah, um, yeah. But of course, it's so it's Scorsese. But um, did you see Black Mass? No. Okay. Is uh, it Johnny Depp yeah. plays Whitey Bulger, and Nichol- the Nicholson character is based on Whitey Bulger. Yeah. So. Is it good? I heard not good. It's things. it's okay. Depp's yeah. great. Like Johnny Depp's amazing. He doesn't even look like him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The movie's kind of eh. Um, and Gangster Squad's kind of terrible. I saw a little bit of Gangster Squad, yeah. and yeah, for a movie about like mobsters and killing and like guns, yeah, it was boring. It was really boring. Yeah. And I love the twenties era. Um, gang, you know, gangster movies, and yeah. it just it didn't didn't pan out. Yeah, I'm but, just still trying to figure out um, what the uh, the basketball movie that Billy Crystal's <laughs> in. Uh, um, but I, yeah, uh, Departed. I love how everybody has really bad Boston accents, um, <laughs> except true. for uh, Marky Mark and uh, Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then uh, the town was Ben Affleck's mob movie. That one was pretty. Oh, good. that's a great one. Yeah, that's a really actually nobody's mentioned that. That's yeah. an excellent film. Jeremy um, Renner. Yeah, yeah. Forget Paris. Yeah, yeah, my giant and my giant. So what was his name? What was it? George Marison. <laughs> George Marison. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. What was the one with Yao Ming? Wasn't Yao Ming in a basketball movie? I don't think he's acted. Yao Ming, Maybe. acting. Here we go, folks. Totally professional here. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Town, awesome Boston crime movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's stay kind of related to The Mob, I think. Or I think they're just bank robbers, actually. So, well, it's yeah. kind of the crime underworld, yeah. I guess. But yeah, they're not. I don't think they're affiliated. Or wait, yeah. no, they are kind of affiliated. I don't. Were they? Wasn't he screwing around? Like Affleck wanted to get out, and then somebody wouldn't let him. I, I, I I'm trying to think if he screwed over someone. Yeah, so it was the it was kind of the balding guy with the mustache. Didn't wasn't he like the main guy? Man, I can't even remember. Hey. I just remember that the end when they're trying to get out with like the armored car. Yeah, and, like yeah. Wait, you know it's the florist, right? Is it? Am I thinking of another movie? But there's like a florist guy. He, he like acts like a florist, but he's really like the mob guy. I could have sworn. I could have sworn. No, maybe I have to watch the town again. Yeah. I'm still stuck on Yao Ming, thinking he was in. <laughs> <laughs> thinking he was in a Billy was Crystal movie. movie. Yeah, I don't know why you don't mean. <laughs> oh, man. IMDb has that feature where you can plug in two people. And yes, like, it oh, is. It's yeah. this guy. Oh, he is a florist. Yeah, you're it's right. Pete Postlewaite. Yeah. yeah, he plays Fergus. Yeah, and the, yeah, and that's his henchman, that staying guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Right. I'm not um, completely crazy. Yeah. yeah. Those are all good. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, David. We'll, we'll end on. Uh, Yay. I wish Yao Ming was in a, in a movie. <laughs> Thank you again to everyone who agreed to be on the show. It's fun as always. Again, the show wouldn't be as good without your interviews. So again, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area and you're interested in being on the show, let me know. Okay, time for the plugs. You need to go to iTunes. All right? I know I say this all the time. So if you do have an iPhone, um, go to iTunes, check out damn good movie memories rate and review the show this gets us higher in the algorithm and makes us more popular you can always go to podbean at damn good movie memories.podbean.com 
you can go to our Facebook page and like the page so you'll get all the updates when they become available. And you can always go to YouTube um, at Damn Good Movie Memories. All right, until next week, enjoy. Don't forget your shine box. Don't forget to not mess with Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, see? And we'll see you next week. I think maybe you got a little too much sugar in your diet. We do things differently around here, Dan. Put the gun away. Maybe I will and maybe I won't. Stashed around, Danny. You shouldn't grab me, Johnny. My mother grabbed me once. <laughs>